Hello, hello, hello. We are live on Tuesday night at the Sea Show. And oh my goodness, I can see a lot of people here, but I'm not going to take anybody right now because I'm waiting for our guest to be here. Uh, I see somebody is here, but um, I will take you for a sec. But yes, I will take you for a sec until our guest of honor, Dr. Love, shows up. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, Emma. How are you? I'm good. Oh, it seems like you're in the middle of traffic or what's going on? I'm literally just crossing the street. Um, okay, don't get roll over, please. Wait, what? <laughs> Do not get hurt when you're crossing oh. the street. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, okay. I'm about to actually get into Grand Central, so you won't hear any noise. Okay. And Dr. Robert, please pop in too, because it's going to be your coming in. So what can we do for you very briefly? Oh, um, I wasn't really here for any, any, uh, any, for someone to do anything for me. I just thought this app was cool as it popped up. I don't oh, know, my social media, you. and I just downloaded it, and I looked at, I hear, heard some examples you guys were talking about, like, you know, really interesting topics, and I thought I joined. I mean, not specifically you, but other people that I listened to the conversation, and I just well, saw your uh, request. So here's the deal. Um, you should uh, sit tight and listen to us tonight because actually Dr. Love, a.k.a. Dr. Goodman, is going to take your spot. Ooh. I know, and it's going to be talking, the topic's going to be every Tuesday with... He's going to take my spot. He's going to take your spot, and he's going to be talking, and you should be listening. I want to talk, too. <laughs> Sorry, tonight is a big night, um, but you can... Is it like I can... Is it like I can maybe pop up in the middle and say a comment or something? Or is it like, this is actually my first time doing this. Talking to okay, you. so tonight is, tonight is uh, it's a co-hosting show, okay? Normally, you can pop anytime on my show, not a problem. I welcome everybody. But tonight, we're co-hosting, and Dr. Goodman's going to be basically doing a talk about sensuality, love, sexuality, and that's what we're going to do every Tuesday night. And tonight is the first show. Well, so, there you go. That, I, I know. Like to catch that up, huh? I know. I'm happy Point. you catched it before we're going to get started. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you can come anytime on any shows. But tonight it's a very specific one because Dr. Goodman's going to co-host. That's why. Quality and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. But I would love to have you. Uh, I'm there. I'm here on the show on Sunday. Tuesday is Dr. Love, and on Friday, I'm on the show at about the same time you popped. So if you want to come and join me anytime, I really invite you to come here and have a chat with me. I would love that. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would you be able to send me, like, the request to send me right now on those days? Yes. Perfect, perfect, perfect. If um, you follow me, then you will I, receive the request, and I would love to have you on my show so we could have a conversation. Absolutely. Me too, absolutely. Yeah, I think I followed you. Okay, well, follow me and I will follow you back. And uh, when I will be live on Friday, please come and join me. Sure. So is this, is this your way of kicking me out right now? <laughs> <laughs> 
But I have now to talk to Dr. Love because a lot of people are waiting for him to talk. And I, I don't see. want to be rude to you, but okay. I'm inviting you on Friday on of my course. show. No, and you will have an entire, an entire time. Whenever you want to stay for a full hour with me, you can stay for a full hour with me to have a conversation. Sure, I'll be glad to. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. But listen to the show. Trust me. It's going to be very interesting. Oh, so I can listen to this right now? Yes, you can listen to us right now. Yes, we're going oh, live. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'll listen. But if I have any comment, I really wanted to point that. There's no way I can't. <laughs> so here's the deal. What you could do, I have my Instagram, which is at Emma Digallo. Emma Digallo, so same yeah. exact way it's spelled here. Yes, exactly. Send okay. a comment directly into direct message me. And I will, if you have a comment, I will say it live. I'm not going to say who's saying what, but oh. I will saying it live okay? i mean i don't care if you say who but sure whatever you feel like it's better yeah awesome that man. sounds good it sounds amazing yeah i'm going to add you right now the gallo where yes. are you from by the way from italy oh very nice i'm both i'm from iran so we both start with i <laughs> <laughs> yes we do Okay, my friend, I will talk to you later. I need to switch because I know Dr. Goodman, Dr. Love is overly excited. Oh, thank you for the message. I got it right here. No problem. <laughs> no problem. I will talk to you on Friday otherwise, okay? All right, sounds good. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. All right, so, oh my goodness. So we are Tuesday night on a sea show, and I am so excited to uh, introduce somebody that challenged me, but in a good way, to do a great um, co-host for, be his co-host for the show. And to me is awesome. So I just want to say a couple of things before I give the, basically the stage, because this is exactly what we're going to do, giving the stage to uh, Dr. Love, aka Dr. Robert Goodman, who is, back, back, by the way, is a doctor in philosophy, 1990, thesis, The Pursuit of Wisdom, Reality and Understanding Your Value, a bachelor degree in humanities in 1987, thesis, Hey, People, Life. So Dr. Goodman is dedicated to researching and validating the possibilities for developing an improved quality of life. Um, Dr. Goodman has thought to construct frame of references and modes of communication consistent with the characteristic and the goals of the individuals regarding the self, the couple, the group, and the universe. Dr. Goodman presents his findings to those interested in affecting their lives or relationship in more functional and bringing people closer for a more gratifying life. Relationship and couple course and counseling in Reno, Nevada, it is a magnificent obsession when you can have your cake and eat it too. That is an awesome introduction. And I did not write it, by the way. I just took it from his website because this is even, I don't have to reinvent the wheel when it's already done. Seriously. So I want to set up a couple of things, a couple of things before we get started. I noticed and on wisdom, the first two hours are being recorded. And after two hours, it doesn't record when we go offline. So what I would like to do, and I know it's going to be a little bit annoying at some point, but this is the best way because I want everything that Dr. Goodman and we, we talk about it on Tuesday night be recorded. 
every two hours, I'm going to stop the show and I'm going to restart another one with a part two. So we can capture everything because at the end of the show, what I do is I'm going to move it into my personal podcast and on the website uh, that I'm going to be creating this week. So it's recorded for anyone to listen for free. So that's the reason we're going to do that. If you have any questions or comments, then you can direct message me at Emma Digallo on Instagram so I can read the questions directly for Dr. Goodman so he doesn't have to search on Instagram what you're sending it to him. And again, it will be down privately, meaning I will not reveal who asked the questions. I've just asked the question. The only person you will know who asked a question, that will be me. <laughs> Everybody else will not. So now further, you know, further ado, it is time for Dr. Goodman, aka Mr. Love, to come on stage and say hello. Hello, Dr. Love. I'm so happy to have you here tonight. Uh, thank you. I'm happy uh, that you actually brought me out of retirement. And uh, it is exciting to me, and, uh, and just to get to share my relationship, my journey with other people, you know, is very exciting. And uh, actually, what that, that first reading uh, that was sent to you, uh, what was that? That's on so, your website, actually. N no, what uh, that gentleman uh, sent you. Oh, the first three, he, never say, uh, he sent it to me. He's going to be asking questions later on. He sent it to me on Instagram directly. He direct messaged me. He mentioned to me that any comments he would like to, um, to talk about, he wanted to share, if you have any comments, to directly Instagram me, and he did. So I'm going to be able to monitor Instagram directly from where I'm at. And everyone who wants to ask questions then um, I'm going to be able to share that question with you. So, Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, just a little bit more about me. I was born in Arkansas. Uh, back in the 50, 1957, uh, my, uh, in the back of a 1957 red convertible Cadillac that my brother, Brother-in-law just bought and was coming over to show my mother and father. And she said, good, take me to the hospital because I'm about to have your brother. But I was born in the back seat of that car. And uh, my first name was Calex Slim. <laughs> and I've been on the go ever since. <laughs> <laughs> that is suit you very well, actually. <laughs> Uh, okay. I love, I love it. That suits you very well. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yes, you know, and uh, yeah. the motivation my parents gave me, you know, uh, just coming up, you know, and, and I can do it, you know, and learning and watching my grandmother and, you know, uh, make quilts, you know, and uh, knowing that three of the women uh, couldn't read or write, you know, but they know how to make quilts. And one of the uh, ladies, uh, actually a white lady, came and asked them 
how to make it, where you write down uh, uh, ingredients, uh, how you make it. And she, uh, she said, I can't read or write, but I can tell you, and you can write it down. But the point of it is that uh, i seen this woman uh, coming over there helping women to make quilts. And, uh, and so mm-hmm. that was just uh, more of a learning curve for me. And, uh, and uh, so I just uh, really took notice of what was happening and uh, what was happening around me. Uh, something my father said that stuck with me. I said uh, something about in the books. He said, yeah, but I got know-how. You know, and first I thought about what did it meant, but he didn't. He was telling me he didn't necessarily have to read the book. You know, he already know how to do it. You know, because he already learned how to do it without reading the book. You know, and so that was another way. You know, uh, another learning experience and opportunity for me. You know, and I just kept that in mind and just kept watching and acknowledging and saying yes sir no 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 sir yes ma'am no ma'am you know and was raised like that mm-hmm. yeah but the point of me finding out that I was dyslexic in the sixth grade and uh here's another story I haven't told uh once we integrate I heard one of the device principals said uh, why integrate the blacks going to amount to nothing? And, uh, and that was another determination for me, knowing that I was already dyslexic, coming from an all-black school, and uh, then you know, uh, going to that school. And so it's like it was just determination. I was just going to be... be I was what's the word? I was going to challenge her, you know, because yes. I was yes. You, you know, you don't and, want it to be part of the statistic. You will be the one out of those statistic or whatever assumption that person. Uh, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, and and so that, you know, from my father and my uncle, uh, encouraged me to uh, do better than they did. Yes. You know. And, uh, and so, and my uncle had a five acres, horses, cows, but he wanted me to do better, you know. And, uh, and so, knowing that I was dyslexic, you know, I challenged myself. I said, oh, that means I have to read it a couple more times, you know, before I understand it, you know. But I turned it into a challenge that I can do it, you know. I wasn't going to let a uh, dyslexia stop me, and I didn't, you know. So after that, at sixth grade, no, not in sixth grade, I was 16, and uh, I went back to California with my oldest brother, and, uh, and uh, the teachers there, I didn't tell them I was dyslexic. They just noticed the way that I was doing stuff, you know, and uh, breaking down words, you know, and, and so, and uh one of them actually said, uh, you dyslexic. I said, yeah, I know, you know, and that surprised her. <laughs> no, <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what, lady or gentleman? Yeah, <laughs> you know. really. 
you know, and so, <laughs> so I mean, yes, I, I I broke them down from uh, good from the back to the front, you know, and I actually broke that word down. And I started pronouncing it, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I think I was uh, forty three, you know, and um, I was at the university teaching, but uh, my wife was interested enough to uh, have uh, noticed that I was dyslexic. And wanted to make it better for me, you know. And so, but I took the courses, you know, and I see that they was doing the same thing that this teacher, Mrs. Brown, was doing, mm-hmm. you know. And so that interested me. And so I continued uh, doing it. I think I did it for at least eight months, a year and eight months, you know. And so I just uh, went back to the college to the university, uh, slow down, university, and uh, just start teaching and uh, doing a lot of the things that I had actually learned from the property, I mean, from the farm and on the con- in the country, and then once I brought it to uh, to the city, uh, the, them people was mind-blown that I was actually doing that, you know, and... This, this is our course. You took this course. You took that course. I said, uh, no, you know. <laughs> so, but uh, people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, they had one course that uh, the, I was always talking to the uh, president, you know, and uh, the guy that was a uh, couple was teaching the course. He got sick, and you know, and uh, they told uh, Beck. And no, uh, and he said, "Ain't Doctor James there?" And uh, and you know, he said, "Yes." Yeah. He said, "What happened? Teach the course." And they said, "Oh, like that?" And I said, "Yeah, no." So I taught the course and never even took it, you know. And then they turned around and changed the course because of the way I taught it. Exactly. So I taught it better than uh, they had it written down. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's the difference between being a scholar. And being somebody who has done it and live it and being able to be the scholar at the end of the day because you lived it every day and you're still living it every day. Yes. And uh, and uh, 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 that also jumped in my, uh, my, I can't do it right. I thought about what my dad said when he uh, said, uh, I got know-how. Mm-hmm. And so... And and when I know how to do that, you know, and man, woman, of course, I was just watching my parents and uh, di- listen to them and, and the relatives and stuff, you know, and so they uh, was very interested in uh, each other, you know, and so I took that to, you know, to heart. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. were so. the, the observer in that, and you took it, and you applied it in your life and in your teaching. And that's what is beautiful. So that's why I'm so humbled to have pulled you out of retirement so we can (laughs) actually talk about all of that and some more. I'm extremely excited to to do our first uh, episode tonight and just about, uh, you know, talking about, because something you pointed out when we started to talk um, offline, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's one of the biggest things, and people have a misconception, 
is between sensuality and sexuality. And I would love for you to basically uh, explain the difference. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm strolling down to, the, to that. You know, and uh, I want people to hear this, and then I'm going uh, to give them a viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, sensuality. Sensuality is giving pleasure to the body and mind through the senses. Sensuality includes all five of our senses, hearing, seeing, smelling, tasting, and touching. It also includes our sixth sense, conceptual thought. The key word is pleasure. Okay, now, and uh, the common word of sexuality is just what it really uh, means that uh, reproduce, uh, I'm just going to play it again. Sexuality is the physiological function that pertains to reproduction. So, I'm getting used to these earphones, these headphones too. <laughs> so, sexuality uh, is uh, giving pleasure to the body, you know, and even, even if it's just you uh, giving uh, pleasure to the body of yourself, you know, and that's what's most important. Did somebody uh, going to notice, you know, how attractive you are to them, you know, and how attractive you are to yourself, you know, and uh, so that's, uh, like I said, and, and sexu- sexuality is just what it said, you know, I mean, it's reproduction, you know, and yes, you can have sex, you know, and uh, knowing that you're not going to want to, uh, have, I mean, uh, have a kids, have family, but it's also part of sensuality. Uh, if you just lay there uh, with, uh, just like you calling up and having sex the same way, you know, and not moving, oh, you'll feel more than you think you will, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, yeah, so it's not just uh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you know, and turn over and give me a cigarette. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's uh, a lot more than that. You know, and it's like uh, if you want to seduce anybody, you know, especially if you're doing sex, want to sex with them, you know, you start with their mind. You know, you know, and if you can't get nearer them uh, through their mind, you know, uh, trying to touch them, it's going to be a fence, You know, and they might turn it into a fight. No, nine out of ten, it does turn into a fight, you know, because uh, you might reach for her, and she's uh, pulled away, and you uh, accidentally tear a sleeve or tear a blouse or something, you know, and so she can say anything. Uh, and here's another one. You can, uh, women can walk up, you know, and hold hands and, you know, and, and, and uh, hug one out and stuff like that, and even kids, you know. Uh, but if a man do it, then they going to uh, say, oh, he is a prayer, I can't even say the word, uh, 
What's the word? A pervert. Pervert. Yeah. A pervert. Right. A pervert. Yes. A, a pervert. Yes. yes. You know, and uh, but uh, it's uh, just that's uh, the culture mm -hmm. of uh, no, and, and so it's, it's sort of like that, you know. Uh, what was it? Uh, they say you had to uh, pay for pleasure, and uh, sex is uh, spontaneous. Uh, well, you you you're gonna be paying for something you don't want, and now and then you're gonna have sex with somebody you don't want. No. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, so uh, we're talking about, you mentioned at the beginning, sensuality is using all of the five senses. Uh, yes. And now, uh, all the five senses, uh, no, um, you start with, you know, I mean, you, you looking at someone, it's, uh, it's include like all five senses, hearing, seeing, smelling, uh, tasting, touching, you know. So, it's like a but, dance. It's like uh, it's like a dance, actually, isn't it? Don't you see it? it? Sensuality as like a little dance to get a, to get to the uh, should I say goodies? No. <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> or at least, yeah. <laughs> I want to get to the goodies, so I'm going to do the dance. But would it be more, you know, because you sent me something that was so interesting because you talked about the animal kingdom as well because you do have some birds. And I, uh, I'm going to use the birds. I don't remember what it was, which one it was, but that was the male who had to create a nest. And that nest had to be our suit to the lady, to the, the, the female. And she would uh, come and see. And if she did not like that, then she would turn around. And it was very interesting to see this. So there is a little dance that generally happens with animals as well. But for us, I believe sensuality is kind of the dance to, you know, I don't want to say test the water, put our little toes in the water, but get the attention of the mate who would like to maybe go further or no more, quote unquote. What are your thoughts on that? Again, I was trying to find the, 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 uh, what I uh, sent to you, but uh, yes, people are like animals. They uh, do certain things for seduction. For se seduction. seduction. Yes. Mm -hmm. No. And yes, I said I do, uh, one that advise people to uh, do the same thing an animal do to try and get into someone's pants. You know, but a skirt, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a skirt, really, <laughs> or shorts, <laughs> really. Depends where you are in the world. Yeah, uh, actually, I'd like to uh, find that. I sent it to you. Uh, what on the face? Oh no, on, a, uh, inst uh, in Instagram. Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. I can uh, find it. Let me see if I can find uh, it very briefly. Because it was very interesting, um, uh, that reference with animals, actually, yes, because you're looking at some of them in order 
to mate, then uh, they will accept the male or the female uh, or the vice versa, or the male will accept the female. But it's more the female in some cases that will accept the male. And it's very interesting to see that there is um, a little dance happening with those. Uh, right. Like, like you said, sensuality out of sexuality, the sitting human beings, like many animals, create seductive sitting in order to mate with the opposite sex. I don't advocate seduction in order to get into someone else's pants. <laughs> However, seduction to me means knowing how to put pleasurable attention on someone you respect in order to give them Ryan's, both men and women use various techniques and create pleasing ex uh, setting to show the opposite sex that they are putting attention on them and learning what pleases them. Exactly, and mm -hmm. and uh, yes, you know uh, uh, that's what I was trying to say, but uh, I know I wrote it down so profound. You know, and not to uh, get it mixed up with, okay, you can do this here and seduce a woman. You really have to put attention on each other and, uh, and know, know, knowing each other, uh, what's it, uh, do's and don't. Yes. No. Because no. It, go ahead. You still continue in part two, because this is what's so interesting about it, too, is mm -hmm. you, you stated people hold on common prejudice. They believe that pleasure should be spontaneous and that they should not talk about pleasure that they plan to have. We, on the other hand, believe that planning for pleasure is perfectly valid and, in fact, adds joys to your life. One of the best way to deliberately plan pleasure is to choose an active or passive role in a sensual act. We call the active and passive role cause and effect. Now, mm -hmm. you taking uh, total responsibility for both sides. You the cause and you the fact, because you want to put your Mate at total calls, mm -hmm. no, or total effect actually, no, but you let her know, or she, or she let you know that you are going to be taken care of. All you have to do is lay there, you know, and and uh, I will take care of the rest, you know, and so you are trusting that person. Uh, you, you let me get it right. You're trusting that person to. You're trusting your body in that other person's hand. Yes, that's what I want. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, and so it's it, it's really had to be like, okay, do I really trust this person? No, and do I really feel comfortable enough? And know, and each one of you have to really uh, prove it to to each other. Know that I am going to take care of you. You know, and uh, I'm gonna give you the the best pleasure that I can think of. And know, and if you want any more, 
just ask me or tell me, you know, mm-hmm. what you like, you know. So, it, it yeah. No, yeah. I, I found them too, uh, so uh, I like that. Three. Go ahead, read. Essentiality out of sexuality. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, the boss is putting me to work here. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so number three, the difference between sensuality and sexuality. Sensuality is about giving pleasure to the body or mind through the senses. The key word here is pleasure. Sensuality includes all five of our senses, Hearing, seeing, smelling, testing, and touching. It also includes the sixth sense, which is one use of conceptual thoughts to enhance pleasure. Because this book is about orgasm, we, most, we are most concerned with the sense of touch. Sexuality, meanwhile, is the physio- physiological function that pertains to reproduction brought about... Uh, about by insemination of the female by the male through penile penetration of the vagina. So it's 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 true um, what you're talking about, and I think a lot of people have the misconception and mixed up everything about uh, the um, being sexual and sensual because they always thought. Even you can be sensual, but that doesn't mean you're going to go through the act, the sexual act at the end of the day, either. You can be a sensual person, um, but without pushing to the end game of more people think. And some people think that in order to, to be the reverse, to be sexual, you have to be sensual, which is not true either, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yes, because I mean, what really boils down to is you're going to celebrate you, yes. you know, and and so uh, you feeling a good sexual center, you know, but it doesn't mean you have to you going to give it to the first person that noticed you, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, yes, I'm going to meet my husband, uh, meet my wife, you know, uh, and. Yeah, no, uh, even a few times, uh, Denise uh, noticed this lady was kept looking at me, and she just said, James, don't that lady look good? Don't she look good? The young uh, lady, you know, and she turned and dropped her head, you know. It's like, oh, uh, but Denise, I mean, yeah, Denise was like uh, acknowledging her mm-hmm. that uh, she was looking at somebody that, uh, looked it good, looked it happy, you know, had something going for itself, mm-hmm. you know. And so, uh, of course, you know, and I said, okay, you know, uh, hello, you know. <laughs> so, like that, I didn't know what else to say to the lady. <laughs> That's funny, actually. Put you on the spot right there. I love it. Right there. <laughs> It's like, yeah, okay, honey. Okay, hello. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because you can notice people who are, like you said, feeling good. Um, You know, from the inside, they're irradiating that that, uh, beautiful light. 
because they can be sensual and passing by you and you're like you notice them but again they're on their way that doesn't mean they're gonna come back and whatever being sexual with somebody but they can be on a daily basis uh sensual and i think there is a misconception between the two that uh, is confusing for people to understand that uh right i mean just like normal four and sensuality out of sexuality you mm-hmm. know and then what comes up Oh, different people's viewpoints. You know, uh, she looked good, you know, so uh, I'm going to take on my viewpoint and know what she's thinking. You know, uh, no, you don't, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's you no, know, like that, you know. And somebody, again, I'm going to take a, a different approach. If you have the urges to want to sleep with somebody, then that doesn't mean you're going to be sensual at all. You're going to be driven by a different way to just close the deal with anyone that evening. But that doesn't mean you're going to be sensual either when you're going to do that. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, uh, my cousin, you know... Uh, the, the, the lady said, hey, she was interested, and they left, you know, and she, uh, they came back about an hour later, you know, and he was complaining about she didn't want to hug, uh, 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 even him holding her hand, uh, nothing, you know. She just wanted to do it and get it over with, you know. Yep. And, uh, and he didn't, uh, he said, I didn't feel like I wanted to do it like that, you know, and, and, uh, and uh, the next time he actually sat there and talked to the girl, you know, about what it was she wanted to do, you know, uh, yeah. but, uh, but it's just, it's like that. I mean, it's just like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That's all I wanted, you know, uh, yeah. not even your name. You know? Exactly. Yeah, like uh, a one night stand, and I'm done with you, uh, and that next, 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 uh, next, uh, and that's it. So that's that, why that's it's it. like uh, um, it depends on the intention of the person, I would say. Uh, right. You know, and, and how like, to read uh, people, because you have to be able to, even if you're studying your dance with someone, you need to be able to read them to make sure that maybe. You know, at the end of the day, are they there for the sensuality? Are they there to connect with you and maybe get something long term? Or is it just, I'm going to be uh, short on this one, is it just a one night stand and that's it? So it's, you can get the, what you can call it, the mixed messages as well. That's right. You know, you know, it's, um, but again, uh, everyone is entitled to their own viewpoint, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where the mixed message come in at. You stop communicating. You just mm-hmm. assume, you mm-hmm. know, well, I did it one time and we didn't talk about nothing. And uh, now she's with this other guy, you know, and, and all of a sudden you want to start an argument with this girl that you uh, slept with. A couple hours, you know, yep. you know, and and then and then you you seen her for the next two weeks, you know, 
Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, but take a look at that young man, you know, and uh, so, but in any case, uh, I do like number four, you know, uh, viewpoints, you know. Okay, give me, uh, so uh, number four, oh, yes, that's, <laughs> that's a good one too, yes. Viewpoint, uh, yeah. viewpoints We don't have to read the whole thing. You don't have to read the whole thing at one time. You can stop at life. Uh, yep. That's what I'm going to do, yeah. actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah, because I think <laughs> you're giving me a lot of homework, Dr. Love. So viewpoints are our thoughts. They are the tools we use to interpret our world. Our world, yes. They are the lenses through which we see and relate to things and other people. They are the rules that determine how we live our lives. As we grow older and hopefully smarter, our viewpoint change and develop, but we still carry remnants of our old viewpoint alongside our new ones. So I'm going to stop right here. Uh, Yes, and, and yes, and that's what we was uh, talking about earlier, mm -hmm. you know, is that, right, I mean, as you grow, you know, you really, you can't keep them viewpoints, you know, and uh, some of them is uh, like uh, my dad told me the story, you know, my uncle told me the story, you know, and that was like motivation, so yes, you're gonna keep them viewpoints, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, not really uh, say, uh, trying to remember them, but it's something that help you grow, uh, grow, you know. Yeah. So yes, when it uh, when you're talking to someone, it's just gonna come out, you know, and it's coming from the heart. And you don't even have to think about it, you no. Know? Now, I have a question for you on that, um, because uh -huh. the memories, I call them memories, those old viewpoints, will kind of poke their head out once in a while, too. You cannot help yourself, but sometimes they come out, and you cannot help yourself to stop them. So what would be the best advice uh, for people when, you know, the, gold hab the big old habits come back, and you're like, that wasn't a good move? Uh, well... It's sort of like uh, this, uh, it was a Star Trek movie I was looking at. Okay. The, the, the dude walked in and he said, Doctor, it hurts when I raise my arm like this. You know, and the doctor turned around and said, well, don't do that. <laughs> no. Maybe we should have a t-shirt or a reminder on our phone, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, so uh, yeah. the... Experience uh, you had, you know, and especially the bad ones, you uh, learn from it, and know, and when it come up again, you know not to do that. You know, you can go around it. Uh, you see that person coming, you know to go the other way. You know. Yes, but with our habits, it's kind of a little bit more difficult to do that because if we have a bad habits to not being communicative uh, or setting our intention, you know, when you meet somebody, and it doesn't mean we need to run for the altar either, but just the basic communication between two human beings, so we're making sure we're on the same page, 
could be a little intimidating to do it at first, so we maybe can go back to our habits and not communicate and get gratification on something we wanted without, you know, with passing by every new good habits we have learned to do. Yeah, well, sticking with the basics, yes. uh, you never go wrong and no mean no. That's another problem, too, that I, I've encountered in the past, um, uh, that individuals who, well, I can share the story, that was way a long time ago, and um, in corporate, and um, I started to wear back some of my skirt, doesn't mean they were up to the wazoo, they were not, they were just above the knees, a few inches above the knees, and I had one gentleman who was a consulting person, and did not understand the word no at all. Until one day, I had to scare the crap out of him and tore him wrongfully. I will not go out with you. I will not date you. I don't want to have anything to do with you. But it seems like some individuals do not understand. Even when you said no, then it means no. It's not a maybe. It's not a yes. It's not, let me think about it. No is no. So how do no, you translate this for people? I know. A lot of no right there in less than a minute. So how can you get through somebody who doesn't hear the word no? Oh, I guess it's a little rude, but uh, I still would tell them I'm going to call the police now. Oh, I like it too. Yeah, that works. I like it. That's not very yeah. rude, but I think it's, you know, sometimes people don't understand um, when, well, there is people who do two things. One, if you do sensuality and it's not to provoke somebody, but it's because who you are and how you feel, this is great. Now you got the other hand. There is people who provoke as well, and they just push the teasing too far. And then the other person's going to say, well, that's an open door right there, and I'm going to go there. When the person at the last minute is going to pull off and say no. <laughs> I know I'm the devil advocate right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I am uh, because, because I feel that some individuals, when you talk about sensuality, will provoke um, to get attentions. Mm-hmm. And right. that can end up in situation that um, will provoke somebody to cross the line. But there's always two people in that dance. And generally, the aggressor will be basically the one who's moving, doing the move, even though the person is provoking the uh, sensuality and heat it up. To a point that the, the other person doesn't think with their brain. The blood went down below the belt. Right. Yeah. You know, and uh, thinking with the, they were thinking with their brain, but they were thinking with the brain uh, between their legs. No. <laughs> yes. yes, they do. You know. But yeah. to me, there should be accountability on both sides. And when we're talking sensuality, we might may, maybe need to look at what is the intention as well, because for me, I have seen it a few times, and it's not a good game at the end of the day. If you're probing somebody, and at the end, you just said no at the last minute and turn it to something it's not supposed to be. 
So sensuality is a beautiful thing, but it's like a blade. It has two sides on it too. Right, because uh, it does have the potential of turning into sex. Yes. You know, and that's, uh, that's a good thing, but you have to watch what you say, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, again, no means no. We get that, then yes, mm-hmm. the next thing you do is... Uh, I walk away from that individual and never be around that person, too. That could be a good thing. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, as you're talking about, we describe how uh, you can develop new viewpoints while maintaining your old ones. We describe emotions and how people interpret emotions as positive or negative, depending on how much responsibility they feel they have taken for the development of these emotions. That is interesting. Um, Do you want to read that again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in that section of the book, we describe how you can develop new viewpoint while maintaining your old ones. We describe emotions and how people interpret emotions as positive or negative depending on how much responsibility they feel they have taken for the development of those emotions. Mm-hmm. Now that just says a lot, just uh, hearing it. No, uh, you're taking responsibility for who you are and what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, versus on uh, pointing the finger at someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, or even uh, just denying that uh, you did it. You know, mm-hmm. so that is uh, again, you are taking responsibility for the emotion that you created. You know, and yes, a lot of people don't. Exactly, that's what I was ready to say. <laughs> Actually, and that just came up. You know, the interesting part of it is what I just we just talked about it for people who are provoking and using sensuality and doing a very bad tease. That's exactly taking responsibility, which they don't. And it would be nice if every human being take responsibilities of their actions and emotions and their intentions, especially when you come down to love. And it come down to uh, meet uh, other people they're interested in. That will be a good thing. So finally, we describe the different level of responsibility. Everyone has a viewpoint. Sometimes people's viewpoint agree, and sometimes they don't. People fight wars and destroy and kill one another over a different differing. Viewpoint. What causes this conflict is a confusion between our viewpoints and other selves. People are not their viewpoint. And a lot of people uh, actually carry that. So they are very adamant about their viewpoint and they want it to be right. You know, it might be right for them, but it's not right for everyone. Uh, it, even their mate, 
no. Mm-hmm. So, so in your uh, teaching and in your life, in what you have seen so far, because that's what you do um, um, on the other side for you, and life has been showing you a lot of things. I am curious to see is the communication has been the biggest issue when uh, we're talking about people trying to, we're going to take the example of a couple who's always fighting because one of them wants to impose their viewpoint on the other, or it's something different. If it's not communication, what would it be? Uh, Yes, imposing a viewpoint on the other person because they want to be right regardless of what it is. Their viewpoint is right, you know. And again, it's okay to, for their viewpoint to be right for them, but it ought to be right for everyone, you know. But people do get into argument fights, and believe, you not, believe, believe it or not, that's how a lot of wars start because... Yes. One person is not into an agreement. A uh, few people, you know, so uh, that's why I said everyone is entitled to their own viewpoint, but it doesn't mean you have to do it. Now, you can take any parts of it or none of it, you know, so. Okay, that's, that's where communication should be probably the key. Um, and I'm assuming, you know, and, and I, well, I've seen it in corporate uh, that there is always a breakdown in communication. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming as well at this point that a lot of couples have not learned to communicate properly with each other. Uh, right. No. Uh the thing that got the love for sale half price. Yes. No. Uh, it's is each one of them willing to uh, meet each other half way. Ha! The compromise. Yes. And yeah. 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 Meeting in the yes. middle, I think it's very hard for some individuals to do that. Uh-huh. I think so. Or for them, meeting in the middle, for some people, they see it as, um, you know, I didn't win the war. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, it's not about the war. It's not about being right. It's about, it's you know, it's a dance. Maybe one day you're in a leading position. The next day you're in a follower position. And then you're going to meet in the middle. It's... I think it's a perpetual uh, dance in negotiation that doesn't need to escalate to a war zone, but yeah. it's hearing each other. Okay, I'm going to make a cup of coffee. Okay. And uh, the boss just walked in, so I'm going to let you have a chat with her. Oh, I'm on right. the hit. I'm on, uh, I had a headphone song, but I'm going to pull it out and know, and All right. y'all can talk. Okay. Fabulous. So we're going to talk to the boss. Hi, we're talking to the boss tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Love said we need to talk to the boss tonight. So 
uh, since you have been uh, working side by side with Dr. Love, with your husband, um, do you have any thoughts on uh, sensuality versus sexuality? Sure. Um, sensuality is much broader than what we think of as sexuality. Sexuality, I think, focuses on, you know, the act of um, either potential for procreation or getting off, so to speak. Whereas yeah. sen where sensuality is about... Um, you know, feeling good, um, and, you know, you can make yourself feel good. Other people can make you feel good. I mean, physically feel good, and you can feel pleasure in your whole body. Um, sensuality is also about, um, you know, just lots of things can be sensual. Um, you know, touching something soft, um, you know, blowing somebody a kiss, um, many things. So I think the focus on in our society on sex is pretty damaging because it 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 distorts the um, the view that you know your sexuality is is for your pleasure. Mm -hmm. I agree. You, you, you're, yeah, you went straight to the point on this one. I totally agree with you because the problem we've got right now with all of the, not only TVs, but social media and everything else, um, the, the over-sexual um, predominance of it, it's kind of ruining everything, especially for the sensuality. And it's not giving the right messages either. It's very confusing um to to look at it and he gives the wrong message as well on the top of it yes i think it's especially um um an issue for younger people who are just mm -hmm. discovering maybe just discovering you know their sensuality um or their potential for sensuality i i read something um recently that a lot of young people are learn like kids even you know are learning about sex from pornography and that just like startled me um you know that they're not being educated either at home or by some formal system like school mm -hmm. um you know that they're that they're and you know it, that is just so damaging i mean it, it, it's completely the wrong impression and that you know women go into plastic surgeons offices with pictures of the crotch of some centerfold and say make mine look like that that actually happens that's mm -hmm. sick um and that's 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 because of the focus on um you know sex in our society it is. I agree. It is compared to when I grew up well, a long time ago, <laughs> that was totally different. And there was more discovering of our own bodies. But now with what is uh, playing everywhere on social media and like your talk about the porn that is um, not even 
uh, the act itself in those movies doesn't really reflect very well because even though if people emulating this, it's never going to give them, uh, um, I'm going to use the word pleasure on this one. Yeah. Because it's not responding to what their body would like to do. So they're not listening to their bodies, but they are watching something and they are reproducing something that might not match what their body would love to do because they're not discovering themselves to start with. Yes. Um, and I have nothing against porn at all. People can watch porn, but there is a difference when you're an adult and you have the sexual lives and understand sexuality, sensuality compared to a kid or right. uh, you're in your late teens and you're still discovering there is, it takes years to discover um, our bodies, but it's very interesting when, you know, they're seeing this and reproduce what they see thinking this is the way it is, which is not because it's movie. It's, it's not what, you know, it, it, it's fiction and mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, you know, I, I haven't even had a look at anything pornographic in so long. Um, not that I was ever much of a consumer of it, but I am aware that the, um, there's a lot of almost violence, um, and actual violence and not really any concern about a, a woman's pleasure. You know, it's about the guy sticking it in or whatever. And, um, it, 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 it's, you know, it, it, I don't know what, you know, the purpose, some people get off on that. I don't know. I, I just don't get it. Yes. Some people do, but the, at the end of the day, you need to know your body and, um, you know, if you want to watch this, you can watch this, but that doesn't maybe correspond to your body either. It's learning who you are and it takes time to know that to start with, but you need to explore it in a more, I will say healthier way and be more respectful of your own bodies. It's not being prude. It's just learning to respect your own self. Right. I, I also think that, um, Culturally, I, you know, I don't know what other people do, um, but I know how I was raised. Um, and I, I, I think my parents were very progressive um, in, a, in subtle ways. Like, I never remember not masturbating. I remember masturbating in my footsie pajamas when I was a baby. I remember, you know, when I was very, very young, one of my earliest memories, my mother coming in my room and I was um, basically, uh, I had a pillow between my legs. I was sitting on it and rocking back and forth. I was a baby. And my mm -hmm. mother just looked at me and said, okay, now, um, you know, like whatever was the next thing to do. And she picked me up and I realized years later, she knew what I was doing, but she didn't mm -hmm. make any kind of fuss about it because she would have known that that was normal. And so yep. I, you know, I never developed any, um, you know, like shame stuff around mm -hmm. my body. I, I always, you know, I hear women talk about, oh, they can't, you know, they don't masturbate or they can't masturbate or they didn't start masturbating until they were however, whatever age or not, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, people do what they want. But I just, it was like always there for me. 
Yeah, because the difference between the boys and the girls, the boys can start very young and, you know, it's like, okay, it's a fact of life and that's it. But for a female, it could be, um, you know, like you said, it could be shaming, it could be devastating and feel like um, awkward uh, when that happened. So I agree. It's, it depends. And I think the biggest part of it too is learning to respect our boundary, learning to know ourselves. And, and that uh, to me is one of the biggest things, but it's so hard when you're a teenager, when you're a young adult, we're being bombarded with everything right now that can make it awkward for anyone to really be who they need to be. Yes. And that's the biggest challenge that I see right now. So no, it's very interesting to uh, to have your point of view, and I'm so glad the boss is in the ha- in the in the house <laughs> tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was out of town for a little while um, last last week. Yeah. Well, that's good. You're back here, and I'm glad that um, uh, we're able to have a conversation with you too, because uh, we need uh, both of your viewpoint and your thoughts on that subject. Uh, we're talking about because I think it's essential um, and making the distinction. And I'm glad we're making the distinction between tonight, between the sensuality and the sexuality, because a lot of people are confused between both because they're assuming uh, both are the same. Yeah. And that's not the case. Right. So, that's what it's so important. Uh, just to let you know, you're going to drop off in less than 15 seconds. So when you drop off, come back on because my timer is one hour. So we're okay. reaching the, the seven, six, five, uh, the few seconds right now. Just come back in and we're going to continue the conversation with both of you because it is to me, um, being somebody who's sensual and using all of our, uh, I was said, um, gifts than we have. It's um, like um, Dr. Love, aka Dr. Goodman explained, it doesn't have to be sexual. Being sensual is being aware of our own self and feeling good. Uh, You know, maybe one day you're going to wake up and just said, okay, I'm feeling good today. I'm going to wear this dress. I'm going to put my hair up and I'm going to feel good. Those are the vibration to be sensual. It's not all related to sex. And that to me, it's a very big distinction and people need to understand. Um, and a lot of people said, oh, when you're sensual, then it's always related to, hey, we're going to go to bed together right here, right now. Or, you know, you're walking around and it's like, well, oh, this one is sensual. And I'm like, okay. But feeling like a threat, then it's going to be happening something, which is not the case. It's how do you feel with your own self? If that makes sense. It does make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like I said, if it's, uh, doesn't start with you and how you feeling. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I don't care the other person uh, are feeling sexy, but if you walk up there uh, with doubt, uh, the sex part of it that you think you're going to get go going going to go away yes because 
you don't have, if you feel beautiful, if you feel sensual, that doesn't mean you're on a prowl to find somebody. Now, however, like we talked earlier, you can use sensuality to let know uh, the mate, the partner, the person you maybe met for the first time and you're attracted to that person. You're going to be a little bit more sensual to send a signal to that person. And if that person responded, that's great. If it doesn't, well, that happens. But at least there is a little dance that needs to happen. But again, for me, sensuality is not all related to sexuality or to try to uh, charm somebody. Like I said, you can get up in the morning and feel uh, in a, you know, in a, great mood you can wear and put your little uh, you know your dress on and you feel good and you're going to go shopping it doesn't mean you're on a prowl to find somebody but you're feeling good you're sensual and you enjoy your day and people maybe right. will notice you but you're not don't have to notice them at all because you're busy doing other things so that's, that's right. why yeah the sensuality includes all your senses mm -hmm. so you know you can feel you know, you could experience sensuality all by yourself mm -hmm. through looking at things, tasting, listening to music, yes. touching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, well, it was this morning I was standing there and I heard a bird, you know, and it just like, I was looking for it, you know, and I'm looking so hard for the bird and it's right down in front of me. No, and I'm mm -hmm. going to retreat, retreat. And I stopped, and I looked down. It was right there at the bottom of the window. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Stood that window right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love it. But it, it, yeah, but it, it felt good that I wanted to, like, include myself, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like that. Yep. That, that's to me was the biggest point for uh, one of the biggest points for tonight. It's really make the distinction between both. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. it, 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 right. Yeah. It, it's uh, a lot of times, I mean, it's going to look, uh, especially in the beginning, you know, uh, want to, we're going to make out, you know, uh, she'll do me, I'll do her. You know, but I mean, first we have an intercourse, you know, we didn't, you know, and, and, and a lot of times it's just a, a nice hug, you know, and uh, just looking at looking at each other and say, I love you, you know, and it's the intimacy that carries on, you know. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I think it's a key. I think it's a key for any relationship to have that intimacy. That's right. It plays a big role, I believe. It, it You're does. the living proof, people, so you should be able to talk about it. it, 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 it <laughs> I'm putting both of you on the spot right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You've been married for a very long time, so what yeah, are your so thoughts on that, on intimacy? Right, yeah, and it does. I mean, it, it really relied on, on the intimacy, you know, uh, uh, as well as the sensuality, sensuality 
of it, mm-hmm. you know, because we was pleasuring each other without worrying about, okay, we're going to have sex tonight, you know, uh, but a lot of nights, you know, I mean, it was just a hug, you know, and we both turned over and went to sleep, you know, mm-hmm. so like that, you know, and hey, I felt like, hey, wow, but that was really good, you know, and that's, and, and all it was was the hug. So you you really care about who you with and what it is they care about, you know, and, and you respecting each other. Hey, it'll just be like uh uh what's that what's the word? Uh roses and in, 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 in um it had to do with something, roses and bells or Bells I was going to say roses and bonbons, but that's me. I had the sugar in there. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. I like right. to rose. I like to describe. You know, life is not all roses and bonbons, people. It does happen. We got up and down. So that's just right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's connecting. It's being um, like you said. It maybe can be a touch of a hand. And it's just a connection. It's um, it's not only one thing. It's a lot of, I think, a combo of a lot of things. And it doesn't have to be sexual every five minutes. It can be sensual as well. Right. So where we're we at, four? Uh, we were at uh, five at this point. Let me see. Uh, so, five. Oh. is uh, the feedback from people. I'm looking forward to doing this with you. We also delved into the underlying of mental pa- oh, underlying of the mental partners that can influence orgasm. We'll describe consciousness and how we use our awareness to get or avoid um, our goals. Each partner viewpoints and responsibility also affect orgasms. So we'll be spending some time on those topics as well. And finally, because sensuality, not just sexuality, play a key role in orgasm, we'll discuss how those two concepts differ. Yes, you know, and uh, it was uh, like... uh the 27, 28 years that we've been together, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not uh, like it was all sex, you know, uh, even all sensuality, you know, but we mixed them. It was a mix, you know, and they build, you know, and so, uh, like, uh, a look, you know, um, a smile, you know, yeah, uh, what are you thinking about? Uh, you know, and, but, you know, um, yeah, some, Whatever I'm thinking about is pleasurable, because uh, the look on my face, she knows it's pleasurable. You know, whatever it is, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, she's ready to be seduced by it. You know? And that's uh, like being in agreement with, it, with each other, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Any thought, boss? Good. Wanna- she. Do you want to comment on that? Go ahead, man. Uh, uh, you want? No, I I agree that you know um, it takes conscious effort 
in mm-hmm. life to do anything, but, um, in your relationships and, you know, just living, including your sensuality and sexuality, if you're not deliberate about, um, you know, getting what you want and putting attention on that aspect of your life, it's, it's very easy to let life take over, um, busyness and so on. Um, and you can, for, it, it causes a lot of, distance between people. I agree with you. It's, I think a lot of couples and it's not only married, but people who have been living together um, for quite some time, or have been together for quite some times, um, kind of, you know, let life take over uh, and they create a gap in between each other and they don't realize that instead then cultivating uh, their connection and their sensuality and their sexuality, everything. So their intimacy get basically, um, basically split. Right. They don't don't nurture it. And I, I, I heard too many times, uh, coming from guys, actually, when they got the girl, oh, they're fine. They're not making any more efforts. And I'm like, wow, that's not good. So at the end, they leave like a bunch of roommates. Right. You know, and, and uh, asking what is her favorite color. 